Yeah, so the uh, talking with uh, Dave Hall, um, great uh, Australian blues guitarist. Yeah, we talked to Dave uh, on the eve of his tour around the uh, land of Oz, the new album, Going Back Down. Yeah, tour kicks off early May. Get on to DaveHall.com, check it out. Uh, to talk with you about your new album and, and tour. Well, it's a pleasure to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, a lot, lot of questions I'd like to ask you, and uh, you can uh, tell me where we go. Let's just start uh, with Alan. You're, you're just going to release a, a new album called Going Back Down. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's the title. Yep. And um, tell me about it. Um, what sort of songs have you got on there, and how did you produce it, and that sort of thing? Okay, well, to answer the first part, the songs are um, uh, just things that I wanted to do. Particularly, um, I didn't pay a lot of attention um, this on this one as to what people might expect of me. I decided to do what what it would please myself, yeah. and uh, large, largely they're probably the same, one and the same. I mean, uh, uh, mostly it's blues, but there are a couple of songs on there that. Um, would probably be considered a little bit out of left field for a blues album, um, yeah. but uh, but that I liked and wanted to do, and um, so I've been a bit self-indulgent in the choice of material, but I hope people like it. And uh, you know, it is, as I say, largely it is a blues album. It's always going to be that way with with someone like me. Um, yeah. that's that's my first love. Um, and uh, you know, it was it was done in a very leisurely manner. I made a decision uh, a few years ago to sort of to, to do an album at my own pace it's probably a bad thing to, a bad yeah. thing in retrospect to allow yourself that that sort of time frame or it has to allow yourself no time frame but um, all my other albums have been done in something of a hurry I mean you know I've enjoyed recording them and, and, and everything but uh, they have usually been done um, with um, just in between touring on the road and you know you you have a bit of time and you get into a studio for a couple of weeks and then you've got to get back out on the road or whatever it's always been a bit hectic and yeah. uh, it's not you know it's not the ideal situation because you don't have the time to to put into it that you would like to so uh, you know that, that this was kind of completely the opposite I, I just decided that I would um, record at my own pace and just uh, do it over a period of time in, in and I worked a lot from home in my home studio yeah um, not entirely in the there but I did all the mixing at home in the studio and um, so that's you know a very comfortable thing to do obviously yeah. you can uh, you can get up in the morning and if you feel inspired you can jump in there and do stuff and if you don't you can just say well I'll, I'll do it tomorrow or the day after sort of thing yeah. so um it was that's that's the way it was, and um, and and it was a very enjoyable thing. Even though it was long-winded, I enjoyed the whole learning process of learning to basically engineer my own album, 
and, yeah. um, and play a lot of the instruments um, myself in, instead of uh, there are three tracks with the basic band members so they're kind of very traditional just we all got in there and went for it sort of thing yeah, yeah. Um, but the rest of them are sort of done in a much more considered way and with myself playing most of the instruments using a few uh, drum samples and things like that to liven things up but um, yeah. Uh, so yeah it's an it was very much unusual for me it's it's this different kind of album and um, I'm happy with it I think it's uh, it reflects a lot of the taste that I you know the, in music because there's a couple of things that there that probably hark back more to 60s sort of music than than current contemporary blues stuff um, but that's part of my musical persona and I grew up in that at that time and was very influenced by by everything that you that yeah. heard heard back then you know on the radio so um, it's quite it reflects that and um, yeah. so I, I've yeah. heard um, yeah as I say I've heard a pre-release uh, copy um, which I got from the uh, publishers which is very nice uh -huh. um, and there's some great material on there I just had a quick run through and um, uh, I mean I'm a bit um, I mean I, used, I loved all your blue stuff also I like that um, that uh, resonator song you did Lost at Sea years ago. Oh and, yes, um, and uh, so I was always a fan of that track. So um, uh, it's very welcome in this household. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great, great to know. Yeah, no, some really good things there. I, I noticed some some um, some uh, almost North Mississippi hill, uh, hill country sounds and some um, as you say sixties and and yes. uh, a bit of Hound Dog Taylor in there as well. So it's a, and, and as well as the um, the searing uh, Dave Hall guitar, so it's a, it's a great mix of tracks. Yeah, no, well, that, that, yes, it's interesting you pick up on that sort of um, the R.L. Burnside kind of thing because that that was a bit of an influence. Um, you know, I, I thought he was uh, well. I was going to say underrated. He got his he got his um, recognition very late in life, of course, and didn't have a lot of time to enjoy it. But um, I thought he was was great, and some of that that, that stuff that that he did, which is sort of kind of using loops and stuff that, um, yeah, was produced, very heavily produced stuff, but it was kind of in innovative in, in throwing together the blues and the sort of hip-hop or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, talking with Dave Pohl about his new album, uh Going back down, here's a, a track, uh, Hill Country Blues, uh, Stomping Ground. Back 
and and, and uh, I, I like it, and um, that it, it, it is an element in a couple of the songs, and you did well to pick that up. <laughs> yeah, I just um, I thought, hello, that sounds. Um, I know where that's going, but as I say, I haven't heard them all in great detail because um, uh, just got them from the publishers, which is great. Now, tell me, Dave, it's, it's a long time between drinks, isn't it? The last album was about two thousand seven. It was. It was ten years ago. Um, yeah. And I, so, well, I've been working on this one for, well, at least three years. Um, you know, writing and recording and doing all that. Um, in in the interim, like the, after the last album, I toured on it for a couple of years pretty heavily, and then normally I would have produced another album. Um, so, but uh, I just decided to step back a little bit from. Well, from everything, really, uh, from the international touring was getting a little bit sort of hectic and a bit repetitive, although I enjoy it. I love playing, but I guess I'm not alone in not particularly relishing the constant travelling and one-nighters and mm. in and out of hotels and airports and everything. Yeah. Um, I was getting a little bit over that, having done it for 25 years. Um, yeah, I was getting, getting to the point where I thought... I. There's got to be a, a bit more something else. To, I didn't really want to just kind of keep doing it until I dropped. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I sort of decided to step back a little bit and just, I guess what you would call live live a bit of life because it, it takes up a lot of your time and energy doing that. And I, it is what I love doing, but yeah. not to the exclusion of everything else. So I wanted to be able to sort of travel a bit and, and have some time going down to the beach and playing tennis which I enjoy and yeah and hanging out with different people and stuff so that was the kind of I just got to that point where I thought I'll allow myself to do that and um, it got a bit out of hand because it went on <laughs> it went off for a while before I decided to get back down to to doing some new music but but I've been playing all the time I mean I haven't I didn't really have a a hiatus from actually playing I play most days at home just for fun and I was doing shows around Perth as well, odd yeah. ones here and there, and some other further afield, but just one-offs and stuff like that. And, and talking about travel, I mean, you, you shopped to um, blues guitar stardom, I guess, with Alligator Records, with that um, short fuse blues album. Mm. Um, and, and I guess you were travelling all the time, but from what I can remember, and most of your huge big gigs were festivals in the US and Europe, is that right? Yeah, they were. Um, <clears throat> that's it's a, such a big, such a big market, you know, for for blues America particularly and Europe as well. Yeah. And uh, so I got kind of swallowed up in that, and I, I have to say, I was a bit remiss not playing more gigs in Australia over those years. Um, yeah. But it's a kind of kind of priority thing, you know. You, you, these are big markets and big gigs and. Um, you know the demands are placed on you and so I didn't have much time um, to, to do a lot of stuff back in Australia so we'd sort of try and squeeze in like 10 days a year if we could just to sort of zip around and end up doing you know one or two shows one in Sydney one in Melbourne and so, that yep. sort of thing you know and um, it wasn't really wasn't the greatest but um, you can't do everything and um and I sort of I intend to make up for it because I, I'm really more I'm keen now to do more shows closer to home. Yeah. So I don't have to travel so much, <laughs> but also because no, it's great fun, you know.
here on the Solid Dog Blues and Roots, uh, we're talking with Dave Hall. Yeah, no, I, I can I can see that because um, the same on, on your headlining festivals over um, overseas and um, and hard to, to get hold of you here. Now you're going to tour the South in Australia, and which I think from my notes here you're going from from uh, the third of May uh, New South Wales. Um, you know, with different the Bridge Hotel Heritage Brass Monkey. Uh, you're going on to Victoria Spot of Mallard Satellite Lounge Mimo Music Hall. Uh, then on to Blues at Broadbeach, which will be a big one, um, and then back to Perth um, about the 28th of May. So it's a, you know, a May tour, I guess. Are you going to take this one overseas, or what are you going to do with it? Well, that's not certain at this point. I I may well uh, do some uh, U.S. shows and, and probably Canada and and, and Europe uh, next year, but right. I, I'm I'm not going to be uh, uh, touring heavily over there this year on it. Um, which is unusual because normally I just get straight back out on the, you know, to support the album I get out on the road. But um, this time, uh, nothing's. I've, I've actually been talking to agents and distributors and all sorts of people in the last few days. Actually, staying up all night trying to talk to America in the middle yeah. on their in their time frame. But um, so it's still up in the air as to what what may or may not happen, but it won't be this year. Um, I'll, I'll, I may do another, uh, some more Australian dates. Uh, I'd like to uh, do some more in October of this year um, to try and fill in the gaps because we're missing Adelaide, um, Brisbane itself and um, the yeah. Sunshine Coast and Canberra, <clears throat> places we're not getting to at all. So I'd like to um, fill in the gaps and do a bit more perhaps later in the year. Yeah, that would be great. Um, tell me, going back to your early days, I mean, your your slide um, technique is uh, legendary, um, and I think the story was you uh, you had broken fingers or something, so you, you put the slide on your your uh, little finger and then and, and laid it over the top of the strings, and uh, then, uh, something new was born. Um, and and um, but, but I guess everybody knows that story, but um, and you're still playing like that. Obviously, that's your style. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's stuck, you know. <laughs> that, that feels comfortable to me. It's actually like the index finger, the big finger that I hang over the, the yeah, top, yeah. you know, which um, gives you the that that sort of thing. It's a, it's kind of, I suppose it's a hybrid between, you know, uh, lap steel. When you know, if you sat down with the steel, you yeah. play in that kind of way, and then if you stood up, so it's a kind of half and half. And it's but it is. Um, a little bit unique in the way the sound it produces. It just sounds a little bit different, and um, it's been a, it's been a unexpectedly a good thing for me breaking out yeah. because it's it's given me a, um, something a bit different. That people are always looking for that, uh, particularly in America. You know, something that sounds a little bit different. Um, yeah. And, and tell me, it may be an obvious question, but do you still um, you finger the fretboard with the other fingers while you're using that slide, or is it just a purely a slide activity when you're slide, doing this, that work?
Well, I, I go backwards and ra- around. I play chords and things with um, in the, what you would call the normal way, you know, like, and then yeah. I zip back over the neck to play a slide lick and then back around to play uh-huh. a bit more rhythm chords and stuff. So <laughs> it's kind of chaotic. Um, but- but it works for me, sound. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you, you use um you use your fingers um for for picking, or do you use a pick, or how, how does that work? Um, well, I most of the time I use a pick and and my fingers. I'll use a pick, you know, and then a couple of the fingers to play notes as well. So right. that's that's the most usual thing. But there are a lot sometimes when I just do away with the pick altogether, and that feels better. So it's a, it's, you know, it's a not given, not, it depends on the song a little bit. Yes, yes. Now look, you, you were playing around um, first for about 20 years, I think you got your break at about age 44. Yeah, um, 42 I was. 42. <laughs> and um, so there's a lot of journeyman work before that. Um, and, and when you did that short fuse album, and it rave reviews from Bruce uh, Igor and um, the Guitar Play magazine. Um, were you getting that sort of response for your music before it went over there, or did, um, did, did the international recognition spur it on? Oh, well, the, the international recognition was, was my lucky break, and that's what sort of blew it all open for me, for sure. But um, I, mean, I have to say that um, I had a really enthusiastic following, um, mainly in Perth, with, you know, beforehand. Um, yeah. well, I used to play around Western Australia generally, up, up the northwest and stuff in the mining towns. But um, the people that, that you know, the, the fans, if you like, um, were really, were really great, and um, and it was their enthusiasm, I think, that that triggered me to actually record in the first place to do the, my very first album, because yeah. um, the intent was just to fulfil the demand from local, local, you know, um, uh, fans, and um, so so you know, I think all over that twenty years, I. I was, so I suppose, you know, developing my my style and stuff like that. Um, and I think probably the last, uh, uh, 10 years before I recorded my first album, I probably could have recorded and had the same result because, you know, I was pretty much fully formed artist, if you like, and was had my style and, you know, was writing songs well before I recorded the first album. But yes. um, but having said that, I think in this business there's never been a truer thing said than you just you need a lucky break. You, yeah, it, it, talent is great, you know, and there's a lot of really I see it all the time around America, and that we'll have a support band or whatever, and I'm really blown away with them. And you see, in the next town you go to, you're blown away with that support band, and that, there's so many talented people, but they don't all get the break, and they don't get all get the opportunity to um, you know take it to the next level or to, to get records out and you know so uh, it, it is an element of luck in it I think yeah well, they call it the lucky break and it's probably right <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah. you've got to have uh, all the dominoes uh, lined up at some point but, yeah. um, but you've also got to take advantage of it I mean some people get their lucky break and then throw it away uh, yes we've seen that a lot of times haven't we yeah so right so you've, you've got to have the the wherewithal to um, take advantage of. So when you were playing back then, and I'm sorry to go way back, but um, mm. and I guess that formed your influences. I mean, you had a unique style, but you know, were, were there people that you were 
listening to, um, the, the obvious people like the BB Kings and whatever, were, were there others that, that uh, influenced you? Um, well, I suppose um, probably the, the two biggest influences on my playing uh, would be Robert Johnson and Elmore James um, on my slide playing. And some people find that a bit strange because Robert Johnson was acoustic guitarist and that, but actually very much an element of my, his kind of licks and things were the ones I learned when I was first learning to play. And, and Elmore James, you know, really, I, I, I loved his... Uh, from the first time I heard heard him, I just fell in love with his whole thing, his playing, but also his voice and yeah. his, his style. So they're very important to me. But then there were so many, like nearly all the blues guys, you could name a blues guy and it'd be very unlikely that I wouldn't class them as an influence because um, I just listened over the years to everyone, you know, the Bucker Whites and the Mississippi Fred McDowell and um, Earl Hooker and you, you, and the Kings, all three of them. Yeah. Um, it really is a huge list when you start talking influences because it's. Um, I think everything you know, if you listen to something a lot and you get yeah. a few of their albums, these artists, and you play them over and over, well, they're just going to they are going to influence you, you know. Yeah. Where do you, where do you think blues is going in the twenty first century? Do you think? Um the sort of stuff you hear from, uh, you know, R.L. Burnside in his later years or, you know, North Mississippi All-Stars or um, uh, John Hammond, they've all done sort of crossover works. Do you think that's the future of blues or is it going back more traditional? Well, I think the traditional blues will probably hang around in one shape or another, one form or another, but um, but not, not in the same sense. I, I, I think blues is changing and it, and it has changed all... all throughout my life um, when I first started listening to blues we had the the guys that dominated uh, were what we would call now the, the absolute greats you know your Muddy Waters Howling Wolf um, you know Elmore James and, and all those, those they, they were people that had come off the plantations and yeah. um, from the south and they had a style that is is inimitable you can't imitate it really you well, you can imitate it, but it doesn't sound the same. They had something about the feel of their music with that sort of deep down-home groove and that sort of laid-back sort of rhythm. And, um, and, and you know, it, it, it sort of basically has disappeared uh, and you've got... Then you went to the Chicago people, you know, and the West Side people and, the, like, you know, your Magic Sams and Freddie King and... Um, and, and and, and right through to younger people, people like Buddy Guy, and that that's really the Chicago electric blues was kind of another phase, and it, it crossed over, of course, because the, the Muddy Waters and those guys started the Chicago blues thing, but yeah. um, but it sort of became something a, a bit different, and it was more urban, yeah. and um, and then you sort of go to. Once you get once you get through, like I mean, really, Buddy, you know, Buddy Guy, he's the last uh, vestiges in some ways of um, of of that style, you know, the Otis Rushes and all those guys. He's he's the last one that's authentically playing that particular genre, you know. That's his yeah. that's his that's his era, and um, and then you get you know then you get to the younger people and. Um, you get you get to sort of like you, well, 
Stevie Ray was, was just a monster on all that stuff, but yeah. he, he was a, a world of his own and that. But then you get to Joe Bonamassa and people that are playing currently, uh, playing blues, and and they're, they're kind of another generation that is sort of, in some ways, a little more slick, and they're kind of, um, they've got a lot of influences from from rock music, really. Yeah. Um, you know, they're probably just as influenced by Cream and, and Hendrix as they are by sort of uh, Charlie Patton or someone like that, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, so it's changing and it's evolves and it generationally it just kind of evolves and I see that continuing and what you're finding now is it's being um, blues is being combined or just because it has always been at the roots of most rock and pop music really but yeah. it's being it's being really combined in in uh, in different ways now with other genres and so you're getting what well roots music is kind of almost taking over from blues in lots of ways. Um, it's you know we have blues and roots festivals, but yep. generally speaking, um, you know you you don't hear a lot of what I would call pure blues on those. It's always it's kind of like you know these crossover things and that, which is great. I mean you know it's it's it's, it's very valid and all that. But um, yeah, someone who's a bit of an old school like me, I do sometimes lament that that we don't get a lot of what I would call you know straight ahead gut bucket blues sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, the younger people are not playing that as much. But there are, of course, there are exceptions. And yeah. that's why I say I think the traditional blues will survive in, in you know, there'll always be enthusiasts and people who, who love that. And um, so, you know, it's all part of a glorious melting pot of stuff and it's all music and it's all good as far as I'm concerned. Something Dog here talking with uh, Dave Hole about his new album going back down and uh, tour around Australia in May 2018. Get on to DaveHole.com and check out the dates. Yeah, no, I, I agree on that. I mean, you, um, there's always some, um, you know, redundant arguments about whether something's blues or that festival yeah. isn't enough blues or so. Who cares? 
Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. You get a bit of blues for lunch and luggage. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, you're quite right. It's, it's hard. And I really, it's not just talking about blues, really. People always want to um, put music into pigeonholes. Right. You know, sort of this is this and this is that. And uh, I, I suppose in lots of ways, reviewers are most guilty because they like to tell their viewers what sort of music this is. You know, here's a new yeah. album and it's blues or it's folk or it's, uh, you know, Hip hop, or it's what you know, they, they put it in a pigeonhole to try right. and to try and relate to people what it is, but then it becomes it turns around and actually starts to uh, damage the music because you know you have you have to try and conform then as an artist. Well, you if you're hip hop, you can only do this, or if you're house music, you can only do this, or if you're uh, rhythm and blues, you can't do this kind of thing, you know. And uh, so no, it, can, right. can, it can turn around and be limiting. Yeah, look, I, I, when record stores are still around, I think there's a few of them. Um, the um, you know, I find if, if a blues artist became popular, then they put him in the rock. <laughs> put him in the rock, in the rock bin, and then um, if it was you know, uh, a bit uh, under the radar, well, that's in the blues thing. Yeah, so that's a bit strange. Now, tell me, Dave, this may be an impertinent question, but. Uh, Years ago, I used to work with a great fan of yours in Funnels, Queensland, and he used to call him Rev, and he was always going on about Dave Hole, the plumber. Um, <laughs> and I understand you also have a degree in physics, so can, yeah. which, which is correct, or are they both correct? <laughs> no, no I, I do have a degree in physics, and that's what I, was, um, that's what I did at university and stuff. Uh, the Plumber was just the name of an album <laughs> that, I, that I did, and it was a track on the album called The Plumber. Yeah, um, it sort of it had a bit of a personal thing in as much as my grandfather was a plumber oh, and uh, so on. But it was really the, the track title track of my was it my second album um, was called the plumber. And um, yeah, well, the, the, well, well, it, um, the rumours went far and wide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fact, well, this guy always used to say, "Oh, Dave Hall used to be a plumber, and then he took up guitar." It's like you know, and yeah. he used a bit of um, copper that, pipe to play the guitar. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good one, isn't it? I mean, uh, financially, I think giving up plumbing to play guitar is not a wise move. <laughs> no, well, they probably uh, plumbers earn more than people with degrees in physics. They do, don't they? That's, that's right. No, uh, the world has turned upside down, but people haven't caught up with it. Well, look, um, we really appreciate your time, Dave. It's been great having a chat, and uh, we could talk for, for more. I'm certainly going to try and catch you, um, I think, at the Mimo Music Hall in Melbourne on Sunday the 13th. Oh, great. Um, I run the Elwood Blues Club in Fitzroy Street, St Kilda, and we'll finish about 8 o'clock there, so I'm going to knock, duck around the corner. Um, okay. And um, we wish you well on this tour with the new album. It's uh, certainly good, uh, great stuff, and I'm sure it'll go down really well. Okay, well, uh, thanks for your time, Salty. Thanks for having me me on the show, and um, yeah, I look forward to catching up. Please, please say hello when you if you yeah. uh, at the show, and we will we'll, we'll carry on from here. Right, <laughs> well, uh, thanks for your time, Dave. Really appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Salty. Yeah, Salty been talking with Dave Hole. World-renowned Australian blues guitarist. New album, Going Back Down. Get on to DaveHole.com. Check out the tour dates in May 2018 right around your town.